Jesus, we thank you again for the chance we have to um, discuss together, to learn together, to grow together. Bless this devotional time here at the Nairobi office in Jesus' name. So what I want to share with us this morning, I'm just calling love is the principal thing. You know, I would have loved to share on ministry and how we should burn for the Lord, how we should serve sacrificially, and so on and so forth. But as I was reflecting, I felt this is what God wants me to share. Love is the principal thing. I'm reading a book which I would encourage you to find if you have one. If you have a chance to get it online, it's called You Are What You Love by a man called James K.A. Smith. You Are What You Love. Some of these writers that you don't even hear about, some of them are really deep. You Are What You Love, the spiritual power of habit. You know, these quiet writers, I've never heard about him before. I stumbled on this book somewhere in the U.S. and I bought it. James K. Smith, You Are What You Love. Some of the thoughts I'm sharing resonate with the things I'm reading there. You are what you love. Love is the principal thing. You know, love, your love shapes you. Many times we think that maybe it is what you know that shapes you. But really, it is what you love that shapes you. You see, knowledge is good, and knowledge is important. But how many of us have come to junctions in your life where you know that you shouldn't do something? You know. And yet you end up doing exactly what you know you shouldn't do. Let me give a practical example, very simple example. You know you should wake up at 5 a.m. to pray. Isn't it? Something you, you know you should wake up at 6 a.m. or whatever time normally you have set to wake up. But your body loves sleep. So between what you know and what you love, who wins? what you love, you find that the way the human body has been wired, the way God has created man is such that our actions are wired in such a way that they follow what you love, not what you know. That's why you find that many times, like Paul was struggling, I think it's Romans 7, He says, I know what I should do. Isn't it? This is what I know. In fact, I want to do good. But then I find that I am doing something else which is not really what I want to do. So, he was in a struggle. Who will deliver me? You see, the problem was that his love was leading him away from what his mind wanted him to do. 
So your mind may want you to do something, but your love will drag you in an opposite direction. So you are not what you know. You are not even what you want. But you are what you love. When you go to the root of man, the root of man is that man acts according to his love. Do you know sometimes you don't even know you love what you love. So I can define what you love by watching what you do. Am I making sense? Mm. I've been here just a few days. Nobody needs to tell me that my sister Dukwe loves Mount Zion movies. (laughs) You see, she doesn't have to explain it. I just, she has discipled my wife in two days. (laughs) And nearly discipled me. In fact, yesterday she tied me to watch one of them. And actually it was a powerful movie. But, you know, you could see the love. My son loves PSG, football club. He loves Neymar, the footballer, almost to death. (laughs) And honestly speaking, it's like a problem. Because everything else disappears compared to his love for what? For football. We just got him a new phone. The screen on his phone is what? Neymar. <laughs> his password to his phone is what? Neymar. N-J-R. No, it's not all this. There are other things apart from the N-J-R. <laughs> He's in school. We brought him to school here in Kenya. While they are distributing the iPad to their colleagues, the boy is playing football. Because that's where his love is. Is somebody following me? You can force knowledge on people, but you can't force love. Because love is a deep, it's it's hidden in a deep place. Love is hidden where you cannot touch. Even you, it takes a lot to change your love. So, you are not what you know. You are not even what you want. But you are what? What you love. That's why you can teach a lot of principles on discipleship. Teach a lot of principles on holiness. We can go through our GPC We can go through all the staff handbook. We can do all the principles and principles and principles of ministry. Unless love connects with those things. Honestly, it is like just pouring water on sand. The sand just absorbs it and it disappears. Now, Some of you may not have parents and children who are grown up. I think most of you have young children. 
But the moment children begin to get to the age where they form opinion, their loves are being shaped. That's why the most important time to invest in children when they are young, because you are trying to shape their love. Are you following me? Let me give an example. We have friends whose children don't take chocolates, don't take any form of sugar. In fact, we're shocked when we discover the family that the children hate chocolates and sweets. We say, how did that happen? I've never before seen a child who doesn't like sweets and chocolates. But you know what happened? The parents from very young age formed what? Their love. And they twisted their love away from some things. So the children don't have the taste. Are you following me? They don't even have the desire. If you give them chocolates, they don't want it. They don't even see the need. Why? Their taste, their love has been shaped. Is somebody following me? You cannot give more than your love. You cannot act outside your love. And when a man is acting outside his love, it's called hypocrisy. Is somebody following me? That means you are doing something to impress somebody else, but deep in your heart, it's not what you love. So, the danger of a ministry like ours is that we can breed hypocrites. It's a danger. What do I mean? That everybody will say, okay, we know what Dr. Cash wants. So, when he's around, what do we do? We can act in a way... But then when cash is not around, the real love in your heart will do what? Will manifest. Let me give an example. If devotion should start 8.30, and he's very strict. I noticed at 8.32, he started singing already. He, many people were not here, but he started. So what happens is we know, for example, he's very serious about time, isn't it? If we want to impress him, what do we do? We come on time. But that may not be your love. The way you want to check who you really are is when he's not around or when they travel. What happens? What you really love comes out, which means I love to eat chapati in the morning. This 8.30 is not a good time. So if he's not around, my natural love to spend extra time with breakfast will what? So, when we act in ways to please other people, Contrary to your natural love, it's called hypocrisy. But what we need to be asking God to do is to do a work to shape our love in line with his will. Am I making sense? So when he shapes our love in line with his will, then we are acting out what we naturally love. Whether people are there or not. Praise the name of the Lord. Did you notice that when the Lord was giving the commandment, he says, thou shalt love what? Do you see the word love again? Thou shalt love. Not thou shalt know the Lord thy God, but thou shalt do what? Because even God, what is he looking for? Love. 
Love. At the root of the heart of man, God is saying, can I find love on the altar? Can I find love? My wife is here. The way we express love may be different. So for one person to express love, maybe to buy jewelry for your wife or buy clothes. If I buy jewelry for my wife or clothes, that's not her love. There are some things I know if I buy for her or I do for her, I am hitting the nail what? On the head. So, if I love someone, I will touch the person where that love matters. So, I need to discover what kind of love is the Lord expecting from me. One of my life goals is to grow in the love for God, love of God, so I can love him the way he wants and expects love. If I go abroad now and I buy my wife a gold chain, and I tell her, dear, this is a 24-carat gold chain, she'll be looking at me as though, what, 24 what? What's the difference between 24 and 18 carat? Tyro, do you know? <laughs> It's like, what? For somebody else, if you bring a 24-carat gold chain, wow! My husband, you bought a 24-carat gold chain for me? Wow! You really love me. You are what you love. You see, I, I felt God saying, let's go to the root of everything. You know, if we want compliance in a ministry or in a family, the root is love. Knowledge is important. We don't put knowledge away. We need to teach truth. We need to educate ourselves. We need to grow in knowledge. But knowledge alone cannot shape behavior. Are you following me? For example, do you know that everybody knows that going to a prostitute is dangerous, isn't it? You know you can get HIV, you can get hepatitis, you can get all manners of evil things. But the prostitution business is still booming. Even with COVID. Prostitution, why? Men are following their love. Not their knowledge. They know this thing can destroy my health. But what? Love for something is overwhelming them. Addiction is just another word for strong love. When you're addicted, it's just a word for strong love. My son can watch football on TV from morning till night, and he doesn't get tired. Why? We call it addiction. Another word is what? Strong love. You know, he has these videos of Neymar playing football. He downloads them, puts them on a flash drive. Look, he will play the thing again and again. I will say, Is it not the same thing you watched yesterday? He says, the same Neymar playing the same football moves. He will watch it again. What is it? It's just, you call it addiction. Really, what is it? Strong love. You can talk, you can tell, you can explain unless the love root is changed. Action will not change. 
I just feel we need to go to the root of this thing. Open with me. John chapter 21. John 21, 15. Popular scripture. John 21 from 15 to 18. We see a scenario there that everybody knows and we've preached about it probably. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my sheep. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Now, I want to bring out some principles here in line with what I'm saying. It says, when they had eaten breakfast, do you notice that Jesus, first of all, gave them breakfast before he now was asking, do you love me? What does that mean? You see, before Jesus demands your love, what does he do? He meets your needs. The beautiful thing about Jesus is he lavishes love on us. Let me see your hand if you have experienced the love of Jesus. You know, I was just sitting with my wife one day and I got a text message from somebody. And the message says, is this brother Chinedu? I said, yes. He said, I got your number from so-so-and-so sister. I said, okay. He says, can I know a bit about your children? Now, you know, when somebody you don't know starts asking about your children, you know, I quickly checked my WhatsApp. The sister he talked about had written me and said, Brother Chinedu, I gave your number to a very dear friend of mine, trusted, and uh, he will write you. So, okay, I had peace that. So this person is genuine. (laughs) You know, when somebody starts asking you, what are the ages of your children? Which school do your children go? Ah, So he asked, I was answering, answering, answering. You know, my first girl is in this university. Our second girl is in this university. Our third girl is in, our third child, a boy is in high school. And this, what are their ages? I gave their ages. What are they studying? Ha! So much detail. Then there was silence on the WhatsApp. I was wondering, what is this man talking about? Why is he asking all these questions? Then he writes another message. He says, Brother Chinedu, by the grace of God, from now till when all your children graduate, I am responsible for their school fees. My wife and I had just prayed, is it that morning or the day before, about our children's school fees? Tears just welled up in my eyes. I said, Lord, why do you love us so? You know, everywhere I turn, I just feel the love of Jesus. Everywhere I turn. I took my son to go and buy. You see, I don't know about you, but Jesus loves me. I don't know about you. Jesus loves me. I feel the love. I see the love. I, as though it's too much, too much care. We're coming back to Nigeria after our time, you know, in the Middle East. 
We just landed Nigeria. I'm still thinking, I need a car. I need a car. Lord, this responsibility at the international office will require a lot of traveling and moving. Oh, God, help me. Capro had borrowed me a car, which was not the kind of car I want because it's breaking down up and down. I said, Lord, I don't want a car breaking down. (laughs) You know, I said, Lord, in this, I said, Lord, I don't want, I don't want. You know, I know Capro loves me. That's why they gave me this car. But this is not the kind of car I want. I don't want a car that takes me to mechanic every day. You know, like like this Wycliffe's car, you know. You need the love of Jesus. <laughs> I say, Lord, I don't want a car that breaks down. I don't want a car that breaks down. So I just sent a message on friends. Pray with me that God will give us a vehicle. Somebody wrote back. I said, Brother Chinedu, you know, our companies, we have two companies. We just merged our two companies. And we have now to merge our MDs. So we had bought a new um, Jeep for the MDs. And when we merged, we let one MD go. So we have a brand new Toyota Pajero sitting in the office. Eh? It, it was a Pajero, right? Yeah, Pajero, that's what I said. You know, a Pajero sitting in the office. Come and see whether you like it. I said, I am not coming to see. I like it. <laughs> I am just coming to pick it, (laughs) not to see, to pick. But I said, Lord, what are the chances? What are the chances that a company will merge, a Pajero will be sitting down waiting for a Chinedu to appear? God loves me. I even went to buy clothes for my boy just in preparation for this trip to Kenya. When we went to buy the clothes, I just bought, 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 and shoes, you know. I, you know, young boy, teenager, he wants that type of shoe. It has to be branded in this way, this type of canvas. Nike, you know, this one. This. I say, oh, God, eh. Some of you young people know some of these names. I'm just sitting down feeling so miserable with the amount of what this thing is coming to. Out of nowhere, a man walks up to me and says, excuse me, sir. He says, yes. He says, I want your son to choose any shoe in this shop. I'll pay for it. I said, sorry, what did you just say? He says, are you not here to shop for your son? I said, yes. Any shoe he wants. Now, these are just simple ways that God shows love. There are so many ways. I'm saying that it was only after he has given them breakfast. Remember, they have labored and labored and toiled and got nothing. And then he saw them and says, come and eat. Children, have you found anything to eat? No, come and eat. Verse 12, Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. It's after he has given them breakfast, he now calls Peter and asks the issue of love. Listen to me. Jesus is not a wicked taskmaster. He will not demand love from you without, first of all, lavishing love on you. Is somebody with me? It's after lavishing love on you, lavishing love on you. He now says, will you love me? Will you love me? I have lavished love on you. I have, I mean, Francis, look at this beautiful girl God gave you as wife. Haba. 
Just, just look at her again. Look, look. Just look. Okay, enough of the look. You can look at me now. You've looked at her enough. Can you, after, you know, you just wake up one morning, she's just lying by your bedside, and you just look at her. And you say, God, thank you. Then he now says to you, have I not been good to you? You say, yes, Lord. He says, why will you not love me? And like Peter, you say, but I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You know, if our love is at the level he expects, he will not ask you a second time. That means that many times our understanding and our evaluation of our love from God is actually faulty. In fact, the truth is many times we overrate ourselves. Many times you think, I love the Lord. How do you love the Lord? I preach the word of God. You know, I go out. You know, I'm a missionary. You know, and God says, that's, I want more love. More love. Jesus says, I want your love. I want your heart. I want your eyes to so focus on me. That hymn we're singing this morning. I love you more than any other. You know, he's, he wants you to get to that point. You say, I love you. More than silver and gold. More than anything. I love you. So Jesus comes again. He says, do you love me? Peter says, I love you. Do you love me? Peter says, I love you. By the third time, the Bible says Peter was grieved. You know why he was grieved? It just dawned on him. For Jesus to be asking three times. Jesus is seeing something Peter is not seeing. And one of our prayers we'll pray this morning is, Jesus, when you see my love, that it's not to the level you expect, don't leave me alone. Keep asking me. Keep cajoling me. Keep pulling me. Keep drawing me. Because Jesus wants more. Why does he want your love to rise? Because you are what you love, right? You are who you love. So if the love for Jesus consumes your heart, then you are in the right place. Then you can die for Jesus. You see, when you hear of martyrs who die willingly, when they ask them, you know, deny the Lord or we kill you, do you know that it's not knowledge that, kept, that makes them die? What makes them die? It's love. Can I confess my sins to you? Let me confess. If they put a gun on my head and say, deny Jesus today, I don't know what I'll do. I can sit here and I'll say, I will not deny Jesus. Yes, I can say that now. But on that day, I don't know what I'll do. My prayer is that my heart would have been so full of love for Jesus that I'll be willing to die. That's my prayer. But you know, you don't know how much you love until the test of love comes. 
You don't know. You know, Francis, you may tell your wife, yeah, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then when she does one little thing, you spark. You become angry. You, you, you become, you know, depressed. You withdraw from her. And then she's wondering, you've been telling me you love me, you love me. And this little thing is, is triggering all this negative reaction. Do you know many times we say we love, yet we cannot endure opposition from the person we love. I hope someone is following me. So you don't know how much you love until the love is tested. And I am praying that for every one of us, God will test our love. Because it's only when the test happens that you really know the measure. I love my wife, Taiwo. All right? I love my wife very much. But I think I have failed my wife so many times in the test of love. How? By my impatience. When something happens that I should express love through patience. Rather, when I become irritable, it means that my love is small. Love is not something in the air. Love is not a feeling. Love is anchored deep in the heart of our soul. And from that depth, our actions flow. It's Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. It says, very popular scripture. I think everybody knows this. Keep your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of it. Now, I'd like to hear different versions. My version is the New King James. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. Now, I'm going to hear from other versions. But you know what it means to spring? Spring means that something is gushing out from somewhere, right? And so God is saying, you know, protect your heart. Your heart is the seat of your emotions. The heart is the seat of your feelings. The heart is the seat of your love. Protect it. Why? Out of the heart will spring out everything. Out of the love buried in the center of your heart will spring out all your actions. So can I hear this from another version? A newer version preferably. NLT. Above all else. Now, please listen. Above all else. That means above anything else you're talking about. Above everything in the scriptures. Above everything in your life. Above everything else. Yes, brother. Guard your heart. Guard it. For it affects everything you do. Please, did you hear that? Mm. It af- but why the heart? Why the heart? It's the seat of love, isn't it? Mm. Above everything else, guard the seat of love. Guard the seat of love because it will affect what? Everything you do. You're a missionary, praise God. But there's nothing special about being a missionary. Who is a missionary? He's just somebody who loves God so much. He's willing to throw his life away that others may know Jesus. That's all. That's all. There's nothing like I'm a missionary. I'm a mi-. Sometimes it's becoming like a name tag. You know? And honestly, we must be careful. 
Because in heaven, there's no name tag called missionary. There's no name tag. Oh, I'm a capro, capro. Listen, there's no name tag in heaven called capro. What really matters is God is saying, what is springing out from your love? That's all that matters. What level of love are you showing in your generation to your world, to Jesus? What is your love giving your generation? He says, above all else, do what? God, protect your heart. Because something is is gushing. Something is rushing. Something is springing out from the heart. Now, note that it can spring out blessings or corruption. You know, sometimes you have somebody just says, you know, use a curse word. Something happens, just use a curse word suddenly. You didn't plan to use a curse word, but what happens? It sprang out, isn't it? So what you bury inside will naturally spring out. That's why we must guard the heart. Because what goes into the heart shapes your love. And what shapes your love determines what you do, how you speak, how you act. You know, discipleship must never be taught as an end. Discipleship is a means to an end. Is somebody following me? Mm -hmm. The best that discipleship can ever do for you, if discipleship is done well, it is to curate your love. Maybe you don't know what the word curate means. Curate means to nurture. You know, in the Anglican church, there's what they call the curators or the curate. You know, their job is is to create the environment conducive for worship. So, discipleship is not an end. All these principles of one discipleship, one, two, three. Look, discipleship can just be a bunch of heavy knowledge in your head. Can I tell you the truth? I am actually more afraid of many people that teach discipleship. Because some of them, I watch their teaching of discipleship so deep. But when I watch their life, I don't see love. So, there can be a lot of knowledge but little what? Hard. You can teach big, big principles. Die daily. Die to self. Carry your cross. It's not the big principles. How is it affecting your love? That's all that counts. How is it affecting your love for God and your love for man? If really discipleship is done well, it curates the heart to make it love. You know, it's like a plant. In my house, I love flowers. I love flowers. And so we, I keep looking for trees to plant all around my house. Planting, planting, planting. I had somebody come all the way from Jaws. Some of you know him, Brother Martin Ikea. He brought all these trees from Jaws. Special apple trees, special. He says these ones are called, what do they call them again? Uh, no, that's the name. Agric or something, you know, that they, they, they just grow a little bit and they start to produce. He was so happy. His way of helping me was, ah, uncle, I'm going to give you these special you know, mangoes, special apples. They don't grow tall and they produce. I was so happy. We planted them in my, my compound. It's going to three years. Nothing has happened. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they look the same. Every day, I come and look at them. They are the same. They look at it. 
They are drying up, my wife says. Ah. I say, what is this? So disappointed. So I went again to Kaduna recently to minister, and I was sharing with Brother Nehemiah, one of our leaders. He says, I know someone who has... I said, again? <laughs> you people have come with all these, your wonderful species. He says, no, she's a professor in the university, and this, this, this. So he got me a lot of these oranges, tangerines, Indian something, all kinds of species. I took them. But the professor said, tell him to call me before he plants. You see? So when I got to Lagos, I called her. I called my gardener. I, I spoke to the woman. Put it on speakerphone. I said, my name is Dr. Chinedu. And I'm with this. Ah, you are the one who took the flower. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is what you have to do. Number one, dig the ground two feet by two feet by two feet. Do you understand me? What did I say? She said, two feet by two feet by two feet. Okay. Remove all the sand inside. Okay. Remove all. I'm writing all this thing down. She says, go and bring black soil. Okay. Got black soil. Say, mix it with manure. Make sure it's cow dung. So make, don't put it in. Then get um, what is anti-termite. Mix it with the anti-termite. Mix it with something else called super something. She says, then put it into the hole. And don't bury any plant in there for two weeks. After that, bury and it will grow. And plant your, this thing and it will grow. Do you see the difference here? She was instructing me to create the right environment for what is planted to do what? To grow. The heart is like the soil. If you prepare the heart well, love will what? Grow. If you don't prepare the land well, like what happened the first time was I just got those you know, first plants, dug the earth, put it right inside. There was no curation. There was no preparation. May we prepare our hearts. What discipleship does is to curate the heart, is to prepare the heart, is to soften the heart so love can blossom. I want to challenge us that let us ask God, curate my soul, curate my heart, create the right environment. Let love blossom. Let love shape my heart. I know who you are by observing what you love. To follow Jesus is first of all not to grow in knowledge of Jesus, but to grow in love for Jesus. Amen. That's why he says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Many children are closer to their mothers than their fathers. You know that. Who can tell me why? Why is it most children are closer to their moms? Should I tell you why? There's only one reason. The mothers have a... Usually most mothers, I I can't make the general statement, but most mothers show more attention and what? Care. More attention. Look, since I came from the school... We've dropped my boy. You know, I'm busy with other things. My wife is calling. He has not answered my message. I'm, man, I'm going on with many things. I'm busy. She's thinking. She's asking. She's worrying. Mothers have a tenderness. 
And the child responds to that. I had to talk with my son. I said, son, I love you. Do you know I love you? Do you know I love you? You know, my son was more worried that I did not allow him to part his hair. That was his own concern. That, But, you know, the mother... <laughs> but he's seeing that the mother is feeding him. He has a wound. The mother will clean the wound. You know, the mother will say, have you eaten? And like, what kind of... How do you want me to make your egg? How do you want this uh, 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 spaghetti? The mother is always... You know, I'm, I'm asking you, have you read your Bible? I'm asking you, have you made up your bed? Have you cleaned your toilet? He doesn't sense love in what I'm saying. But he senses love, what? In the mother's action. The truth is, love is in both. The love is in both. So I had to tell him when I was leaving him in school. I said, my son, I love you. I may not show it the way your mom shows it. But I love you. Everything you have needed, I have provided for you. That is my way of showing what? Love. What am I saying? The way you express love to God may be different from someone else. But Jesus knows your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. He knows you, somebody is expressing love and just weeping and worshiping. Somebody expresses love differently. But express love. Express love. Jesus wants to form and grow our love. Can I tell you what is Jesus' primary assignment to the believer? Jesus' primary assignment to the believer is only one thing. To grow our love. His primary assignment is to grow our love. And he will do everything to grow our love. Psalm 1 verse 2. We delight in the word of God, isn't it? Because the word of God is what shapes our hearts. We don't have to read it. We all know it. The word of God shapes our heart. We dwell on the word of God. We meditate on the word of God, not as an end, but as a means to what? An end. Doing our quiet time, reading the Bible is not the end. What is it? It's a means. All that is doing is shape our heart, soften our hearts, make us love him more. Obedience that does not flow from love is disobedience. Did you get that? Obedience that does not flow from love is what? Because God is not interested in your action if your action does not flow from love. God is not interested in what we do except if what we do flows from what? Love for him. So doing something without loving the person you do it for is actually a problem. God is calling us into this place of intense love for him. Let me round up or begin to round up with a few quotes. But before that, Philippians 1.9. I think we should read this. Philippians 1.9. Then I'll give us a quote and then we'll pray. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. I want to hear that from different versions. Um... Brother Cash, you have 
the NLT. You will help me. But let me read from the New King James. Philippians 1.9 first. He says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Now, do you know when we read this normally, we focus on abounding in knowledge and discernment, isn't it? Every time I've read this scripture, that has been my focus, that God wants us to grow in what? Knowledge and discernment. But if you read closely, it's actually saying that I want your love to what? Abound more and more. So first of all, it is the love that should abound. Before knowledge and what? Discernment. Oh, may God help us grow in this love. You see, we live in a generation where knowledge is so important. Everybody wants to know, read, read, know, know. more training, more programs, more education, more development, self-development, grow. It is all important. But God is saying, the most important to me is what? Grow in love. Abound in love. Then everything else we build on that. Our team issues will begin to disappear. Our marriage crisis will begin to wither away. Our, you know, our sacrifice for Jesus will begin to grow naturally. In fact, you will be sacrificing for Jesus without even knowing you are sacrificing for Jesus. Because the love is so much, you don't consider it a sacrifice. When love is small, any little thing you do, you want people to observe you've done something. Don't you know I left my job to come and serve Jesus? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know how long I've been in the ministry? Don't you know? All that is not important. Jesus has given us much more. We can never pay him back enough. We can never pay him back enough. All he says is, let your love keep growing. St. Augustine, the 5th century bishop of North Africa said, You have, quote, you have made us for yourself. And our heart is restless until it rests in you. It was when I got this that I started calling myself the restless pilgrim. That my heart is restless until it finds rest where? In Christ. My heart is restless. The only place to find rest is to find rest where? In the Lord. As the love for him grows, so direct mathematical equation, as love grows, rest increases. And as love reduces, rest also what? Diminishes. Our love for him must grow. And if you want more, be restless in pursuing that love. Hallelujah. Don't be satisfied with where you are. I'm okay where I am. I'm born again. You know, I'm saved. I'm a trained missionary. You know, I am this. I am that. Don't you know I've been in the ministry for 30 years or 20 years or 15 years? Don't you know that I sacrificed my career to come and serve? It shows your love is small. 
The moment you want to qualify yourself compared to the love of Jesus, your love is small. But when you know how much Jesus has loved you, you say, all I want is to grow in love for him. And as I grow in love for him, it will shape all my actions. To be human is to be on the move pursuing something. But what you pursue defines who you are. To be human is to what? Is to grow in pursuing something. John 15, 13 says, Greater love had no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus has done that for us, right? He has shown the greatest love. May we grow in loving him back. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. There are many things I could still share on this topic. But I want us to just go to the Lord. Our first prayer is, Lord, curate my soul. Curate my soul. Nurture my soul. I don't know how to love. Can we just confess? I don't know how to love. But do something. Do something in the soul, in the depths of my soul that will grow my love for you. Is somebody praying this morning? Oh, Lord, do something. Curate, curate the soil of my soul. Curate the soil. Do something that is so deep. Remove the soil that is not producing love. Mix manure into it. Lord, our God. Lord our God, Lord our God, Lord our God, Lord our God, curate our soul, curate my soul, curate my soul. Can we say, Lord, I don't know how to love you? Just be honest. Say, Lord, I don't know how to love you the way I want, the way you want. I don't know how. Take me deeper. To the place where I will love you the way you want. Not the way I want. Peter said, you know I love you. You know I love you three times. You know I love you. Jesus kept asking, are you sure you love me? Are you sure you love me? Can you say, Lord, I'm not even sure whether my love is enough for you. Take me deeper. Mm, mm. 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 You have been so good. You have been so good. I surrender all to you. Everything I bring to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender, I surrender. Can we make it a prayer to the Lord? Oh, everything, everything I bring to you withholding nothing holding nothing holding nothing 
I surrender. I so can we rise together, please? The wrong everything, everything I give to you withholding nothing, withholding nothing, holding nothing, withholding we're going to pray, but now I want you to pray with someone. Dr. Cash, please come and pray with me. Listen to me. That professor told me, she said, mix the soil with manure. But she said something else. She said, add termite, anti-termite. You know what's a termite? That thing that eats, eats at the root of things. Eats at the root of things. You know, I want you to pray for your partner. Please, you can join them there. Okay, there's this sister coming, actually, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, what is the termite that could be eating at the root of your love? I don't know. But pray for me, Brokash. There are some termites that are eating at the root of my love. I think I love Jesus. And then when I look closely, I notice there are some termites. It could be the termite of sleep that constantly aborts my ability to grow. Jesus says, can't you watch with me just one hour? But sleep is a termite, you know? Sleep says sleep, 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 sleep. Jesus says, I need you to do this. And the termite comes. You know, everybody has one form of termite or the other, eating at the root. Oh, pray for your partner. Every termite, Lord, put an anti-termite in this life that will deal with everything eaten at the root of love. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. We cannot grow in love until the termites are dealt with. The termites that eat at the root of our love. Pray for Dr. Cash. Lord, I pray for my brother. Help my brother with you, oh God. Everything that is eating away, challenging the root of his love. Anything competing, competing. Everything deal with the root, oh God. Let the love in his heart be clean and pure and focused. Oh, his eyes lifted to you. His heart lifted to you. His pursuit for you. For you, O oh God. And deal with every contrary thing that is not allowing him. He needs to love you unreserved. Oh my God. Oh my God. Help me. Please, Father. Help your servant. 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 Oh God. Help your servant in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to pray another prayer for your partner. He will not be a hypocrite. You know, that he will not be doing things to please people on the outside, but on the inside the love is weak. Please don't do anything. I'm sorry I say this as a Capro leader. Don't do anything to please Capro. It must be to please the Lord. Hallelujah. 
if you are doing it just to please Capro or please your leaders, it has no record in heaven. When it is coming out of this wellspring of love, my brothers, you go back to Malawi. Don't do it to please Brother Imakao. Don't do it to please Capro Malawi. Your whole heart and desire, I am doing everything to please the Lord. Hallelujah. Of course, when you are doing it to please the Lord, it will please Capro because Capro is of the Lord. So can you ask the Lord to do this for your brother? Not a hypocrite. That his love will shape his action. And if his love is weak, let his action be weak. But if his love is deep, let his actions be deep. Let the heart connect with the action. Let the love connect with behavior. Mm. My brother, oh God, let him be, oh God, a man that lives by love. Let him be a man that is shaped by love. Let his actions be moved by love. Let what he does for you and for the team be because of love. Let love mold. Let love decide. Let it shape attitude. Let it shape behavior. Let it shape action. Let it shape relationship. Let love be the root issue. Oh my God, I am begging you. My God, do this for your servant. Love, not let his action and his heart align. Let his action and his heart align. In Jesus' name we pray. Our final prayer, you can leave your partner now, is just to worship Jesus because he has loved us. Say, greater love had no man than he laid down his life, what? Has he laid down his life for us? Please, have you received his love? Not just salvation. After salvation, have you been seeing the expression of love? If, if really God has really shown love to you, lift your voice and just worship him. Just say, Lord, because you have loved me, because you continue to love me, I will love you. Worship and say, because you have lavish love on me, Oh, I am healthy. I am alive. I am moving. God has shown love. Because you've loved me, Lord, I love you. Oh, I will love you. And I will grow in loving you. I worship you for your love. Worship him for his love. Mm. 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 All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Do you know that song? Let's close with that song. All my life been faithful. All my life you've been so good. Life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. With every breath that I am a. I will sing of the goodness of God. 
I will sing of the goodness of God. One more time. All my life you've been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so good. All my life you have been so So, with every breath that I am able, with every breath that I am, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Lord, we lift our hands to you in total surrender. You have been so good. So good, so good, we can never pay you back. We ask for one thing, Lord, teach us to love you. Help us to love you. If you leave us alone, we don't know how to love you. If you leave us alone, we would just roam round and round in circle. But we lift our hands and our hearts to you. And we beg you this morning, curate our soul. Curate our hearts. Nurture this small love we have and let it grow. Every day let it grow until it enters into this mighty tree that birds can come and perch and all these things can come because you nurture this love in our hearts. Blessed be your holy name. Lord, I pray for Capro Kenya. Let this be the sign of this team. Let this team be known for love. Let this team be marked by love. Let this team be givers of love. Let this team be receivers of love. Lord, this team will not be a team of hypocrites. We will not be pretenders. Our love will be genuine. It will be deep for God and for one another. Anyone who comes close will smell the fragrance of love. Let us not be marked by much knowledge, first of all. Let's be marked by much love, much sharing, much caring. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord.